and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hello, hello, hello. Hope all of you are doing well. Getting a little bit fresh and cold and... Yeah, the season's changing. You don't look happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the way fall makes, you know, the trees look and everything is really pretty. But I'm not a cold person kind of gal. Yesterday, one of my clients goes, man... I just want more short weather. And he was in pants. He goes, I want to wear my shorts all the time. And his fiance is all about winter. So she's just chomping at the bit. He goes, I don't even understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the seasons, but I don't know. I think it's really interesting for me, I think, as a therapist, because, you know, when we go into winter, we can sometimes see like a dip in mood with people. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not the same when you're getting out. So it's. I don't know, kind of puts a damper on the mood sometimes, I think. Of course, then we have our friend Kathy G, who she just waits and waits and waits for ski season, and she skis every week of ski season, which I think is wonderful for her. Right, there is that. (laughs) There are people who really, yeah, wait for that. Yay for them. (laughs) But I was seeing in the valley this morning, there's some snow coming down and stuff like that. Fortunately, we don't have that. Yeah, I'm not ready. <laughs> that means I get, it's because I, I just spend so much of the time cold. So I don't like that. <laughs> and when she says she's cold, she's not kidding. Her hands and her feet are like little ice cubes. Yeah. And she can have 15 pair of fluffy socks on it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I even layer up and no. <laughs> Last year I got her these LA Dodger. They're like socks, fluffy sock shoes. Yeah. And I mean, my goodness, I think it took like three sheep to make enough wool for those. And I can still wear those with socks and still my feet are frozen. See, I don't know. We're we're digressing here. Yeah. There's a, we have a point to this podcast (laughs) and it is obviously we don't want, we're not ready for winter. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, one of the the things we were talking about was burnout. We just went on a vacation. uh, So we just got back on Tuesday afternoon from Cozumel, Mexico, and had a wonderful, wonderful time. But you know, one of the things we talked about even before, right before that is, I would tell you, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of burnout. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, because I when we were talking about too, it's like burnout kind of sneaks up on you. Yeah. And if it's not dealt with, and, and sometimes it does take some time to recognize, but if it's not dealt with, it can get pretty chronic, I think. I think it can get chronic. And I think sometimes when people are on burnout, instead of identifying it as burnout, it'll be like, oh, God, I got to go get a new job or I got to go do this. Not understanding that you're burned out and burnout is you get tired in all aspects of your life, kind of. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I could feel that coming on. and, And it's not that you're unhappy. It just your energy just feels a little bit off. And or when, you know, you had that enthusiasm about work, you still like going to your job, but there's not the enthusiasm or whatever it is. Because burnout can look different for different people. I think there's always this feeling of being unsettled. Yes. Like there should be more. Right. Or isn't there more to life than just, you know, this? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people get in that mindset. And I think that the, like the monotony of your day, you know, there are some people who sit at a desk and they do numbers all the time or whatever that is. It's a very monotonous kind of job. For me, I would get burnout really fast. Yeah. And I mean, especially I think 
with jobs like yours, I know that you love your job, but doing problem solving all the time, your mind is always going. And I think that that really is a good way to get burned out. I think it is. And, you know, I think mental health, we're always talking, you know, we're talking with other therapists, how are you taking care of yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? Because it is true. It's, you know, it's something that every day you expend a lot of energy. I used to think about that, you know, when I was younger, you know, about the energy that you expend. I think, oh, man, you know, you got to go work hard, you know, and do all that. And I remember one of my hardest physical jobs I ever had was log peeling. I did it for a very short period of time. But I remember after the first day, because, you know, they're about 30 foot logs or more. And you just peel the old fashioned way with a hand peeler. And I remember after that first day, I was in a question mark <laughs> position and I just could not straighten my butt. That was really hard work. And I thought, oh my God, how do people do this? But the second day, it's not as bad and all that. And so you kind of get into a rhythm of it and you can move around and you can talk to other people. And so physically, that was the hardest physical job I ever had, really. But it does not compare to the mental energy that you use. You don't get the same kind of tired. Yeah. And I mean, I think that there are people get tired from those manual labor Mm -hmm. kind of jobs. There's a difference, though, I think, between body tired and mind tired. And I think that when you're on burnout, you have a bit of both sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's that mind burnout that I think is just the hardest to deal with and the hardest to reset from. I agree. And I think that oftentimes I'll see that with people. And, you know, even sometimes with my clients, you know, because of their jobs or whatever, and they'll say, I'll say, you know, you're, you sound like you're kind of a little bit burned out with your, yeah, but we're going to, it's okay. Cause we have a vacation schedule and then, you know, they'll have two or three kids and they're going to go to Disney world. And I'm thinking, oh man. Yeah. And you know, oftentimes they come back and they're just as tired. And I'm so it's one of those things, even if you're going to do those kind of vacations, I tell my clients, you need to still find time where you're just not doing. And that's something we've talked about before that there are for us two different kinds of vacation where that. You can expect to be on the go and exploring and seeing as much as you can in the time that you have. And those kind of vacations are great. But there are times where you need those kinds of vacation, I think, where that it's not about go, go, go. You have that downtime to rest your mind and just be at peace with things and not be on the go constantly. Yeah. And I think that usually, you know, like I said, I tease a little bit, but do take a vacation about every three to four months. And I found that since I started doing that, it is rare that I get burnout. But, you know, because of COVID and all that, it's just kind of, everything's just kind of been... Well, we weren't able to travel very much for those two years. The recent vacation that we just came back from was the first one that we have done like that since 2019. Even though... We went to Yellowstone, mm-hmm. which was to me, that was kind of a relaxing one. But we did so, uh, we did hiking and things was, like that. It was yeah. a, more, a little more active stuff, but it was just so beautiful. And that thing of being with nature, to me, yes. something about being with nature yeah. really does help to reset. So it is very different than if you go to a city and you're doing the stuff in the city where it's concrete and it's that. But, you know, when we went to Yellowstone, to me, that that was kind of a, had a different feel. Lake Havasu was the same thing. But that one we did a little bit different, too, because it was very hot in Arizona. Oh, especially when we were there. We it was were like there at the end of May or 1st of May. It, so it was already 
it was hot. Mm-hmm. We had the the house with the pool, which was amazing because yeah. we spent a lot of time. And we would tell then Kathy G went with that to Yellowstone and to Lake Havasu. And we told her we just sit around at the pool, you know, and we just kind of lounge. So it was really nice. I think even for her to just kind of have that vacation where you don't do anything in the you go you hike and you go back and you relax the rest of the day. So that one had that rejuvenating thing but we were by the water we were both of those yeah they i mean we did some physical because we were doing the hiking and that but seeing beautiful places which really does i think help the mind like you say having that connection like just with the outdoors and that it it was healing i feel like and then just going in the afternoons like like you say when we were in Havasu and just relaxing by the pool i mean it was such it was a nice mix of things and then, you know, when we did Antelope Canyon, it was kind of the same. Yeah. It was kind of the same and different, though, because there's not a whole lot of stuff that goes on in Page because it's very small. Yeah. But we still do that. I mean, we did the hiking and we did all that. But once again, it was hot. Mm-hmm. But those, I think, but like the Antelope Canyon, Kathy and we, we still did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You, know, we, you know, we did some, you know, stuff like that. So... I think the difference on those kinds of vacations, like we talked about, when you go to places that you're having a schedule and you're having to make connections to get to certain places and you have an itinerary, that's a a very different thing than like, even though we had the physical part of those vacations where we were going outdoors and that, and we did do those hikes and that we had flexibility in it. And it wasn't like, oh, you have to make the show by a certain time or this or, you know, So I think that that is, in a way, you know, it was a way to reset the mind because you're not having to do those things on a schedule so so tight like that. And I think it makes a difference. I'm going to agree because, you know, when we went to Antelope Canyon, we had the tours and stuff. So we had to know where we were going. We had to be there by 3 p.m. We knew it was going to take this long. You know, we had to wait, you know, the shuttle ride back and all of those things. So I agree. So, you know, I think the thing is, is that each person has to sit down and say, and really sit with themselves and say, what is it that really, it's like a reset, but it's almost like when I do this, I feel something. I feel energy. I feel positivity. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like once again, for us, the ocean, but ours is outdoors because it can be the ocean. It can be the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's that stuff with nature. Yeah. And when we do that, I do, I just feel my body go, oh, and the thing about Cozumel is it was beautiful the trees and the plants were just and for me that is such a rejuvenating thing just to see all that greenery to it's life just being by the water I feel like is it has this calming effect for us Mm -hmm. and so it's sitting down and really doing you know my sister Sarah she's always saying no it's mountains for me and it is Mm -hmm. She, she goes she does mountains she does whatever and it's great I have a client his is too he goes out with nature. He's one of my Native American clients. He goes, he sits out with nature. You know, I can tell if he's getting not more anxious, but, you know, just there's a little shift in his mood. He goes and does that. I know because the next week there's an energy to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is. You feel that energy. That's what we're talking about. When we're talking about that low. We're talking about that energy feel. It's just kind of like you feel blonde. It's more bland almost. Yeah. So it's not like you feel really bad. You don't feel really, you feel bland. It's just like blah, it's bland. Yeah. But you go and do those things 
and you feel that that something that spark whatever that is you just feel it again mm-hmm. and so i'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to do that and particularly because we are going into winter we go into winter and we kind of hibernate a little bit because we're not real big especially you're not big on the cold no i'm not <laughs> which is one of the things that i appreciate is since working with telehealth i love it because i'm only in the office one day a week anyway but on that day if it's really yucky weather we just switch everybody to telehealth and I can still continue to see people and I don't have to go out in that yuck. Mm-hmm. And there a lot of people, they don't want to go out in the yuck. Yeah. Yeah. We and don't really have to deal with snow days anymore as far as that goes. So that's nice. And not that Colorado Springs does not, it's not really horrible weather here. I don't think. No, I feel like, I mean, if we do get snow, it doesn't last, you know, by the next day, the sun's out usually and. Yeah, so it's a little bit different. I mean, we will have there where we'll have like two or three days of kind of, uh, you know, and then we just light up the fireplace and call it good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I'm really grateful we did this at this time. And and even when we went to Europe, we did it right before we did it before that we went into the fall winter thing. And a lot of times it really is that because you kind of want to do that reset. Unless, of course, you're those winter people. Mm-hmm. Which I think people who love winter and all that, they need some help. (laughs) Well, and there's a lot of people here that'll wear shorts all winter long, and I'm just not that person. (laughs) Oh, I know. I had a friend I went to college with. All she ever wore was shorts. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes, because we were down in Trinidad, Colorado, and it was when it was cold. And, or they're like, aren't you cold? Nope. She always wore shorts. And maybe you acclimate to that. I don't know. I don't know if my legs could. I don't think I could. <laughs> no. You bundle up in the house. I know. Because she won't let us turn up the heat. Oh, yes. <laughs> we turn up the heat. What is the high we put it on? 67? <laughs> well, yeah. You don't want it to get too hot upstairs. <laughs> but I'm downstairs working. I, I just had to let you guys know this. So I'm downstairs working. And that's where my office is. And so it's much colder down there. So I'm down there cracking teeth and she's up here all nice and toasty warm. And she comes down there like, uh, can we please turn up the heat a little bit? I said, I'm going to have to be doing therapy through my teeth chatter. <laughs> I have to put on a hoodie to go downstairs. <laughs> so see, you would think she would want my office to be at least a little bearable. <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. I guess my clients wouldn't mind if I'm wearing a big old parka and the, the you know, the hood up and the scarf, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so winter people, we are not, um, so, <laughs> but you know, it's finding that out. And if you are a winter person, then this is your time to reset. Yeah. You know, whatever that is, but really it's paying attention right now. You know, I've talked to several of my clients. I've talked with about burnout, our friends, some of them. People are just on burnout. And like we talked about, you can you can slip into it really unknowingly and it kind of can put you in a funk. And until you identify it so that you can deal with it, it can be an issue. Yeah, that's a good point because I think a lot of people, when we talk about seasonal depression, I think it starts with that funk. And I think when we don't address it early on, it has a really good potential to keep dipping and dipping and dipping. We can have burnout from being a parent. Mm-hmm. We can have burnout from being a student, burnout from your job. Burnout happens. Maybe burnout from being a spouse, though I've never experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. 
But uh, <laughs> you've always got to put those disclaimers in people. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that and there's nothing wrong with it because it's not saying you hate something. It's just saying that your body just needs a reset. Your mind needs a reset. And so I think that it's not a negative by any means. It's just really one of those things, you know, we're always constantly talking on our podcast about take care of yourself, take care of yourself, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's really one of those things, identifying that because I've seen it with some of my clients. I know what's happening with us. I could feel it. You start not irritable in that way, but it's just like you almost just don't want to do your job. Mm -hmm. It's not that you don't love your job. It's that you don't have the energy to do your job. So it's this really weird, vicious cycle you get caught up in. Well, I think it creates sort of an edginess even when you're you're trying to deal with things, things that you would normally have the patience to take care of if you weren't in that burnout place. I agree. And sometimes other people might identify it before you do. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is if somebody comes up and says, you know, you might have some burnout because you've kind of been a little cranky. The person only hears, oh, I've been cranky, have I? <laughs> Yeah. And then or, the claws come out. Usually. Yeah. Then, you know, the fight's on. But I think, you know, when you have people who are concerned enough and care about you enough to point those things out, really, truly hear the message, hear the emotion, the love behind it. Because, you know, it's not a criticism. I Everybody goes through it. Kathy G, she's always there like, I have this many years to retirement. But I get it. You know, when you look at that, and you look back on your life and say if you even started working at age 18 and say now you have to work to what, 67? Look how many years of your life you were spent working. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you get to spend the last little bit, you know, in comparison to that enjoying life. And, you know, a lot of people will do that. And hopefully that's what it is about, that you can spend that time doing that. Because a lot of times people find, you know, that they're having to deal with medical issues at that point and that. And it's really hard to do some of the things that they had planned on doing. Well, and I think that's the other thing, like people who don't vacation. And when we say vacation, it could be something going to the next town. It could be a staycation. It's not going somewhere sometimes. Sometimes it's just stopping what you're doing that's leading to the burnout and doing something different. But I think that we get into those places where we think it's something else or we feel like we have to do this grandiose stuff. Yeah. Or what we do is I'll have people who I'm working with and they're working and they're, they're like, yeah, but we really want to take this great vacation. I only have to, I'm going to save all my vacation. That's another thing, the saving of vacation days and stuff like that. So it's like, oh my God, I need a vacation, but I can't take a vacation because I only have three days, you know, because I used, you know, we have a friend who she freaking loves Sandra. We, we love traveling with her. She loves to travel. We, that is something we have so much in common with her. But even like that, it's like, I need my vacation days, but I need to take my vacation days to do other things, you know, to help with their family or whatever. And so it's like, you're always playing catch up. So I think when you're dealing with vacation days, grateful that we don't have to deal with that any longer. So grateful. Yeah, that is a really nice thing about owning your own business. But I have some who is there like, oh, man, I got to work. I got to do this many days, but then I have to take my kids here. I got to take, so I have to take a half a vacation day. So they're always constantly figuring that out. So they're already on burnout and then they're looking at this and then it's like, no, I have to work. You know, I have to do another seven months before I can get the whole time I have. So it's a lot of moving parts when you have to do that. Yeah. Some people save up their whole two or three weeks, whatever anybody get, you know, everybody's is different. 
And then it's like, oh, I just want to take a vacation, all of it at the same time. But then I don't because I have to save some because, you know, and so that in itself creates some of this problem on the back end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the burnout in a, in a way because you're trying to figure things out and that and having to do that accumulation of time and you're trying to figure all that out. So, yeah. Because I thought that was really real interesting when we went to Europe and we were in Paris. We did a food tour and we were talking, we were telling the lady that we noticed that there were certain things that weren't open and stuff. And she was explaining to us that they just take time off. Yeah, and when they say time off, it's like three months. Like, they'll have a sign on the door that they're closed for that time. Or a month. It doesn't matter. I guess it's about their reset. Mm-hmm. You know, Sylvia talked with us about that, you know, being from Germany. Their time off is very different than our time off here. Mm-hmm. It really is about doing that reset. No offense, but, you know, in the United States, it's, you know, you start these jobs and it's like, oh, well, you work, you know, you have to work this much time and you get that whole two hours of vacation time and <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think that also contributes to burnout because it's almost that thing of, oh, my God, how long do I have to keep doing this before I can take that time off? You know, and I think that 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 plays such a mental piece. And I'm I'm saying that because I hear that from my clients sometimes. Well, no, I can't take a vacation because if I do, you know, or I want to take a vacation, but I if I do it, then I'm going to I have it's without pay or whatever that is. And or there's some that, you know, have plenty of vacation time, but it's the workload itself that they don't want to have to leave and play catch up when they come back or those kinds of things. But there again, like we said, I mean, if you're working all of those years and and then at retirement, you plan to do those things. And sometimes it doesn't go the way that we plan. So, I mean, you hate to miss out on all of that time of of living life to commit to something that the job has more importance. It, it weighs heavily on you. We've touched on this a little bit is, you know, with COVID, one of the things people have decided is they have this, we call it setting boundaries, you know, the quiet quitting and stuff like that, where I think people are starting to look more about taking care of themselves, about not overworking or if I'm going to work this much, what, how do you compensate for that? Mm-hmm. You know, and oftentimes I'll hear that too, you know, my boss wants me to work, you know, these extra hours or, you know, and then they fight about overtime. So it's this constant cycle. It's all of these things when you're in the workforce contribute to that burnout. Yeah. Because you're navigating so many things. You're not just navigating your job. You're navigating your time off. You have to navigate with your kids schedule if you're married and have children or, you know, not married and have children. It doesn't matter. But it all scheduling, getting everybody's schedule in the same thing. We do that when we're vacationing with our friends. It'll be like, okay, well, give me three dates, you know, and then we kind of. It's difficult to coordinate schedules sometimes with people. Yeah. One more thing that is added to why we get the burnout the way we do, because it's not about just the job. You know, we're we're not one dimensional. I always tell people we are not one dimensional. There are so many parts, moving parts in our lives from our job to our relationships to anything that you, you know, any extracurricular stuff that you do in all of just all the relationships that you have. Yeah. You know, and how do you navigate all of that? Because you're navigating work, you're navigating your personal life. And I think that those things start to weigh heavy on people. 
mm-hmm. without them realizing. And I think that's what you were talking that stuff that just kind of sneaks up on you. Definitely. And I think burnout is one of the biggest things like it, it can. And I think, like I said, people will start to feel like they're getting into a funk or the way that I typically describe it, it would be to say, I feel out of sorts. Mm-hmm. I'm not angry, but I feel edgy. I don't, I'm not dissatisfied, but I'm just not, you know, satisfied. not satisfied. So yeah. It's such a weird feel to me because it, you're right. It's so hard to actually pinpoint it. Yeah. Because it feels like it just kind of, there is like this big shadow mm-hmm. over you. And so you can't tell where it ends or begins or, you know, if you're in the middle, you're at the, you just don't know. And so it's it's almost like a heaviness, but not so super heavy that it's something you're really, that's in the forefront, but it's in the back. It's just this heaviness that kind of sits there. Weighs on the mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, I, I feel like we're really fortunate because we really talk a lot and, you know, we, we were talking about that and, you know, I came to you and I said, I, I feeling not myself, so to speak, but it wasn't, it wasn't sad. I wasn't anything. It, I, it was just really, I was getting burned out. I've been doing this job for a very long time. And I think that that's one of those things, 20 plus years of doing this job. And you, I'm getting to the end of my career. You know, I tell that to my clients and they're like, oh my God, wait a minute. And they're like, you know, not that close. <laughs> <laughs> not retiring next week. <laughs> yeah. We're all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you know, when we talk about vacation, yeah, that's a great way to reset. But sometimes there's there's some things that you can do, at least in the short term. I think it's always good when you can talk to a friend, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about how like on a Sunday morning where we've called a friend that we hadn't talked to for a while or whatever, and, and maybe we end up spending a couple hours on the phone with them, but we feel so good after that conversation. And just spending that time visiting with them. It's so rejuvenating in a way. Yes. I mean, hopefully you have those people in your life that you can contact like that and have that kind of conversation. But I feel like that those are some short-term things that you can do to help. You know, I thought that, you know, I was, I'm so grateful for the podcast for many reasons because we're, we're meeting lots of people and uh, things like that. I'm so grateful because when I asked Suzanne if she would do the podcast and then, you know, we did the podcast and then, you know, once we ended the podcast, we talked for about another couple of hours. It was one of those things that was so, I just absolutely loved it. I remember being in high school and just loving our time together and, and that friendship, you know, and then talking to her and just talking, 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 you know, and catching up. You're right. There was something really refreshing about it. And it was like, oh, this is awesome, man. Yeah. Got to do this stuff more often. It's such a positive. And that's the thing. If you can get yourself into that really positive place and laughing with a friend is a great way to do that. And it builds that positive energy for you. So I think that that helps to combat things like burnout. And I feel like that another thing that really helps in the short term is shifting your focus to gratitude. Absolutely. When you do that, it really takes your mind to a different place. And if you can do it on the simplest level, you know, you think about, I know for me, our dog, I can think about her and I can have gratitude for her and the the energy, the positive energy that she gives me. And that really helps me too. 
and she can be naughty. <laughs> well, there's that. But even in that, her energy is, oh. She loves to play, so. She does, and you're right. And, you know, pets are just amazing in that way. I don't even like calling them pets because they're just our family. Yeah. Our little four-legged family members mm -hmm. uh, or big four-legged family members. I have some clients who have very big dogs but or cats. You know, you can put cats in there, birds, don't matter. Whatever you call. But I think it's the thing, you're right, there's something about them just taking, you know, and even if you're feeling that, you can just pause, go down, sit with them, play with them. They'll snuggle with you. There's an energy about them that really helps to rejuvenate. Yeah. I mean, they have shown that even, you know, it reduces blood pressure to pet your dog and or how the effects of getting a hug from someone you love, you know, those kinds of things. So, I mean, those are just small things, but I think that they they can help with burnout. You know, that's a really good point because, you know, every once in a while I'll have one of those sessions where it's just really, sometimes, you know, I, ha I do heavy work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really grateful. All my clients are very stable right now and, and they're all doing fairly well. Some days I can have it where they're not. Yeah. It'll just drain my energy because I feel for them. I feel their pain and it's it can be daunting sometimes. And I will, I'll just go find you and, you know, we'll hug for a few minutes and then I'll be like, okay, I'm off to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even just doing that, sometimes it does help. There's like this healing thing to touch, I feel like. Absolutely. And, you know, and they've done research on that too. Yeah. Our human contact is something, and it's a quick reset. It's, I mean, I guess if you hugged for all day or something, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, and sometimes it's really, it is sometimes just doing those quick resets. Yeah. You know, because it's not going to be a long, you know, a long enough term one, but it's going to be enough to get you through the day or whatever that is. And sometimes even at the end of the day, it's just being able to, some people, their reset is, video games or watching their favorite series or I don't know. Reading. Reading. That's a big one. Yes, reading is a good one. Yeah. So it, it's any of those things. And some of those are just mini resets, though. Yeah. They're not, you know, it's it's really looking at, you know, if I do this and, yeah, okay, I feel okay for a day or two, but then I'm going back to the same kind of slump, then it's I've got to do something, extend that out a little bit and do something a little bit different. Yeah. And it may be taking a longer weekend, you know, and just going, doing something or doing that staycation where you're actually doing some, some people like crafts, mm. you know, seriously, they start doing crafts and that's like, they're happy and it, and I'm serious. Christy over here making faces. No, that's not my thing. It's not, but it's funny to me how many of my clients that it is, they'll go in the craft room, they'll create my clients who are artists, which mm. I have a lot of them. Their thing is, is like if they're having a really rough day or they just feel that blah, if they can get themselves to do the art, but that once again, when they're on burnout, it's hard. Mm. It's hard for them because they don't, the energy's not there. Mm -hmm. But even if they just do one thing where they start, then they get into that and they'll, they'll say, I get into it. And then it's just like, everything gets better for a minute. Yeah. So like I said, it's we're not saying it has to be a vacation or anything like that, but it is identifying it and then doing something different. Yeah, taking some time to disconnect from everything else and just give yourself some space. 
we knew we were getting a burnout because we've had a very busy summer. Yeah. You know, which I'm okay with. But one of the things that we also talk about is I do have a three-day weekend. So we'll say, okay, we pick one day of that weekend where we take off, where we really take off and we just kind of veg. We, we might read, we might catch up on programs we like or yeah, things like that just in the a- hot tub. It's not about going and leaving our home or doing all of that because that's one of the other things that you're going to find is you work your job and say your kids go to school or whatever. Or there's that one or two that don't do the same thing, the, the job, or maybe you're the one who doesn't work or whatever. So the weekend comes and you're stuck at home. You want to go do stuff. And the one that's running all the time just wants to maybe stay and do nothing. <laughs> yes. So it's like one needs to to get out of their burnout. They need to leave and do something. The other one to get out of their burnout, they need to park for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's figuring out how do you navigate that. But I know for me, if I sit there and I go and I'm doing and doing every single day through the weekend and everything, even if it's we're just running and going and doing something and coming back or whatever, but I feel like there's that motion or what, I don't know what I would call it. But anyway, I'll feel like that can contribute to my burnout faster too. Well, if you feel like you're on the go all weekend, you don't really feel like you have much of a weekend and you're already back to work. <laughs> or at least I can feel that way sometimes. Oh, I mean, like I told you, I modified my schedule just a little bit yesterday so I could start a little bit later. And that was simply due to the fact that we were up so early. Yeah. And the stress of catching the taxi, catching the ferry. <laughs> Catching the next taxi back to the airport, then catching the plane. So the first like three hours of our day or four was just catching something. So you just are exhausted. Well, by the time I was done with the ferry, I was exhausted because the water was really rough that day. (laughs) Okay. We're both thinking the same thing. We're thinking this ferry ride is going to be like the one to Cozumel. Beautiful, calm. Oh, God, no. This was like in those movies you watch where the boat's rocking from side to side and then up and down. People are throwing up, which we don't do well with throw up. And I'm just there, nanner, nanner, nanner. Please don't let me hear that. And God, please don't let me see it. (laughs) But I felt bad for the people who were sick. Mm. And I was trying not to be sick. That was bad. It was. Oh, my goodness. And then it was like both of us are just there like, oh, God, just get us off this boat. And then it's like, we got to go. Our luggage was not where it was supposed to be. So then I had to wait for our luggage. We have to wait for the thing. So I tell Christy, "Hun, go ahead of me. At least get our shuttle thing so they don't leave us. So I'm there. They finally find my bag. The guy brings it to me. And I'm running with this, our big old suitcase. She I'm caught up to me. <laughs> and I'm there like, this was not very fast. And you know what her response was to me? I didn't want you to get lost. I didn't think you remembered the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I was flattered and maybe insulted all in one time (laughs) i didn't know how to take that (laughs) just be happy i didn't leave you (laughs) well i guess that's true but yeah so that part was really actually it was kind of stressful but we made it (laughs) and by the time we got home we crashed (laughs) yeah and i told her i said i just cannot start my day out that way i said we'll just move my schedule around a little bit and we did and then it was fine. And, and I feel that new renewed energy. I today, you know, I'm just sort of like, yay, you know, I can do this again, you know, for another three or four months and then do another reset. 
But then we had the holidays, so we have time off anyway. Yeah. So I guess that's a good thing for some people <laughs> or for other people that causes burnout. You know, it's like people get burned out with shopping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which last year we did so much better. This year we are so behind. Mm-hmm. We're so behind we haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got to get working on that. No, we did. We got one. Mm-hmm. An idea for another. So see, I guess we are moving along fairly well. <laughs> but, you know, I think those are the things. But it's identifying that burnout. And sometimes you can get burned out with doing nothing. People who just sit around in their room or do the same thing over and over even if they think it's fun, even games will get will burn you out after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you don't understand why you're more moody or whatever. Or it's because anything we do, the monotony of it or the we have to challenge ourselves, challenge your brain. And I think that's one of the things I do love about our relationship is we read a lot and then we talk. Oh, we get all excited about talking to each other about whatever we've read. Right. And we spend a lot of time doing that. We look up stuff. We part of it is to. I think for me, I love it because it really does. It keeps your mind sharper, but then it just creates these amazing conversations. Yeah. You know, and that helps with burnout too. Of, But talking about it. Because mm-hmm. I found even when I came to you and I, I started talking with you about it and saying, "Hun, I, I think I'm on burnout. We've got to do something different. You kind of paused and listened and mm-hmm. then promptly said, you have eight clients tomorrow. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then when you identify that, you know, you get better about, and I know what's happening to me when I sit there and say, if I have a cancellation, don't put anybody in. Because normally when I'm not on burnout, I'm they're like, oh yeah, throw so-and-so in. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on burnout, that is a really good indicator for me is I'll be there like, I don't want anybody in that time. Or, And so you can identify with that more now too. And And I think those are the things in those partnerships, helping look at those little cues because Sometimes you don't know it, but if you start doing certain behaviors, the other person will say, can say, oh man, this is what happens when you're on burnout. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to do something different. Take a minute. And sometimes, once again, it's just changing the monotony, change up what you're doing. And that can sometimes be. Yeah, because that's what we are. We're always, we're constantly in motion and things are always happening and changing and that, you know. Yeah. It is interesting because we are in motion, mm-hmm. but sometimes our motion is the same. Right. But it feels like we're constantly doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what it is, is people are doing more. Yeah. Sometimes I am all freaked out by some of my clients because their kids will be in this, that, and the other. The kids at school by six o'clock for doing band or something like that. They get home like at seven or eight o'clock at night. Then when the kid on the weekend wants to sleep till 12 or 1, what do you, why? That's like a full-time job with a lot of overtime. Right. You know, when we look at it in comparison and the parents are running them and the parent just tired. Well, geez, I wonder why. Right. You're the one driving them around. You're the one. And, you know, talk about being on burnout. And I have had clients who have finally said, you know, to their kids and, and kind of identify that and said, you know what? We need to get rid of one of your extracurricular activities. Because I'm getting tired. Yeah. I don't want to keep driving you around because, you know, then they have all the stuff. And then on the weekends, they have the competitions or whatever. So there's no downtime. And still needing to focus on schoolwork and that. So, yeah. I see what the schools have it right by giving those kids those and the staff those breaks at those times because they get into burnout. When I work, I work with people who are in the school 
system. And I will know, oh my goodness, you know, when it starts to get around time for the winter break, you can see it on them, but not as much as you can when it is coming time for spring break. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh my God, I only have this last leg to go. That is burnout. It is loving your job, but it is expending a lot of energy for that job. And it's the expense of that energy that you have to reset and give back to yourself. And however you figure that out to do, I say, do it, man. You know, but you need, yeah, we talk about that because it's not always the same. Yeah. Sometimes it can be. She'll come and say, we just need to go sit in the hot tub. Yep. And we can go out there and do that. And then it's like, oh, wow, man, this feels, I kind of, I love sitting in the hot tub. But I don't like the thing of having to get out dry in that. I, I know. It's it's weird. It's me. She just rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> just so y'all know. You're required to change and get wet while you're out there and have to come back in and change to enjoy it. <laughs> I know. But it's just that one process. I'm just like, oh, I got to go get cold. Because <laughs> then, you know, you get so hot. But then when I'm in there and it, it is, it, there's something really relaxing and, you know, We talked about that, you know, because we got the hot tub during COVID because we said, if we're going to have to be at home, when we tell you that we really focus on the things to do to take care of ourselves and we will invest in that, what we are saying, we do. Yes. (laughs) We don't tell, you know, I always tell my client, I don't tell you about things to do if I will do it right there with you. Yeah. And the thing is, is for us, it was like, we need to do something that's going to really keep our sanity and keep us from getting burned out from just being at home and all of that. And it was such an amazing investment because I think it was really one of those saving things for us. Definitely. Our thing is to create this oasis in our yard that, you know, when anybody comes, they feel that like, mm-hmm. oh my God, here's a place I can rejuvenate. Yeah. Re-energize. A, a space you want to spend some time in. Exactly. Yeah. And you can create those spaces in your home. Mm-hmm in your yards and sometimes you know if if you live close enough to family and they help to give you energy back but if they suck it out of you stay away from them no (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) that is not where you want to go if you're trying to rejuvenate (laughs) re-energize yeah no but it is it really is it's find those people too because people can give you energy they can help with that as well take that time talk to people But the most important thing you have to do is pay attention to your body. Pay attention to what's going on. And then don't be afraid to talk about it. Whether, you know, and maybe it's going to your boss and saying, you know what, I'm really on burnout. Is there something we do? Modify, do whatever it is. You don't know it until you try it. And if you're, you own your own business. Okay. Can the business survive without me for a minute or whatever? You have to do those things. Yeah. If you're not able to get away for an amount of time or that, sometimes you have to take a mental health day. I mean, that happens too. At least, you know, that that would be something to to try. I think that every single company should have uh, mental health days because they're not days that you are sick, but sometimes it's just that burnout that you have. And I can't imagine how much more productive we would be in the United States and our workforce, everything, if we had those mental health days or if we told people, you're so valuable, you're going to get two weeks vacation and then encourage employees to take it. Because oftentimes there are companies, and I've seen them, 
who will give the vacation, but then almost guilt the employee to not take it. Yeah. And that's not okay because you are burning out those people that are valuable to your business. Mm -hmm. So it's about taking care of each other. Take care of those people in your business because the more you take care of them, the more they're going to give back to your business. Yeah, the more productive they can be. Exactly. But we are not productive when we are on burnout. So for this week, pay attention, man. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. If you're feeling burned out or whatever, take a moment. Think of something you can do to even if it's not something you do like a big reset, do some mini resets because you don't want to burn out because oftentimes people in burnout will even leave jobs and stuff or relationships not realizing all you need is a reset. Right. Re-energize, feel it, and then you get to go on from there. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you guys enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. We hope that it's helpful and we hope that you're all sitting there thinking, uh-huh, yeah, I am on burnout. I need to take care of myself some more. And they're right. You know, anything that I can do to do that is going to be beneficial to me. Hopefully you find that space to build that positive energy. And that you have those people around you who encourage that and help with that energy flow. You know, that's really important. So we hope that all of you, wherever you are, are staying warm or staying cool. And that you have an amazing week. And we look forward to being back next week. Bye. Bye.